people, good people. Welcome back. Season two is upon us, man. The Brothers Rising Up Hill podcast is back. I'm back with my boy Corey Jones and Neil Scott. Y'all know what it is. Uh, the Bro Podcast, where we exist uh, to talk about Christian manhood, purity, and the intermingling of faith and pop culture. Uh, dog, how y'all feeling, man? I know we, we had a good uh, six episode, season one, getting our feet wet. But now we're back for season two. Lots of things in store from new guests, uh, popular popular names and and, and 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 people and figures in the faith space. We got new topics. Uh, this 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 fall kind of summer season in the summer and fall season is love God, love people, spread truth. Neil out here, you know, slinging slinging the uh, the word as as brothers going through their their Bible study on on First John, and we're about to roll into Galatians too. Um, just a lot of good, good and healthy things happen for bruh. So if this is your first time tuning into the bruh podcast, man, we just want to say thank you. Make sure you subscribe to us on wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at brother rising up. Um, and for, for all updates and other content. And we, we just decided to get back and love on y'all. And so Corey and Neil, what y'all got to say before we get into, into today's topic and, and kick off season two on the right note. Go ahead, Neil. <laughs> No, man, I'm, I'm excited to be back, bros. Uh, this has been a great journey thus far. Uh, what I love about it, man, is that not only are we able to feed or spread that good, that good news to the people out there, man, but it also helps to edify us in our journey, man, as, as men staying faithful in this walk and, and just continue to elevate, man. So I'm just excited for another season, uh, just of worship and fellowship, man, and just good stuff, bro. So uh, I'm happy, dog. For sure, for sure. Cause I know you got something to say. You know, Neil already coming with the fire. That boy, that boy pulled out the big word off the rip and fire. You know, he's a preacher. He's a preacher. I'm excited, man. I'm just excited about what God is doing in our ministry uh, and the yeah. plan that we have, man. Like, like Andre said, this podcast, this second season will be fire. We're gonna have some. We got some guests. Round up, man. This is going to be great. I'm just excited, man. I just can't wait to see what God is going to do um, in our ministry and especially this podcast, man. Yeah, man. It's it's this is going to be a good season because as y'all watching, we, we're in the midst of, of of divinity seminary Bible school, however you want to put it. We're all in the midst of getting our getting our master's degree in it, and so we. I mean, we're, we're trying to supplement our faith and, and, and build up, build off a foundation of of actual practical. Uh, uh, theological, like just just bedrock, and so we're ready to bring y'all the word and talk and just talk some realness. And so again, the season that we're in, it's called Love God, Love People, and Spread Truth. And so this whole these another it's going to be another six pack of episodes all about love and the different aspects of love. But today's episode, episode one, we're going to discuss the true meaning of love from a biblical perspective. Um, and the, the focus verse we want to dive right into. Is going to be first corinthians 13 y'all already know y'all already know how first corinthians roll how uh this is this is a go-to portion of, of of the bible um that love is really addressed and how you should love um and love is 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 more than just saying i love you it's actionary it's it's sacrificial we'll get into the depths of that but first i want to read y'all um, this, this passage from the New Living Translation of 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. And it says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. 
and it keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice. Let me repeat that. It does not rejoice about injustice because there's some folks out here claiming to be X, Y, and Z, but are rejoicing in injustice. Mm -hmm. Let me get back to the verse. But rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. Is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So, fellas, like when, when we look at the qualities and characteristics of love, and we get the definition of what love is there, how often do y'all live within these parameters? Or when you look around, how often people actually really live in these parameters of what love is? Don't don't be so fast to answer now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just I mean, just to put it out there, man. Not when it comes to a, a from a biblical perspective. Um, not a lot of people uh, even understand what that means, you know, so they don't go on and they walk in that, that understanding or knowledge of what God says about loving one another. And, uh, because if we, if, if a lot of us understood it, right. Or if we, if, if many that, uh, that are followers of, of Christ, understand the meaning of love, then we'll see more of it being expressed in our society. And we'll see that through the hearts of compassion and, and just seeing how we are all, you know, um, lifting each other up, you know, through our acts, you know. And it, I look at the biblical form of love as an act, you know, as act, actively, you know, seeking, you know, as in my study, um, actively seeking the well-being of others in a sense right so if that's not necessarily your everyday focus or you know what you're in a mission to do do we lose do we lose them a little bit can you hear me now we can now we can <laughs> Okay, no, I just heard a lot. I guess we can kind of edit this part out, but there's a lot of noise in the background. Uh, but anyway, back to what I was saying in terms of that uh, a biblical perspective. If everybody just understood the meaning as far as compassionately seeking the well-being of others, then you know we'll be able to see that lived out in 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 the lives of just our brothers and sisters more. You know, sometimes we we lose sight of that because we get caught up in our own desires of what we wish for love to be in our lives, but really understanding the true meaning of what God says or that biblical meaning of love, then it takes it outside of you because it's expressive. It's something that you have to give to others and that's through an act of compassion. So that's, that's my take on it. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Neil. I think love amongst other terms that we use, um, that we use so flippantly is misused in our society nowadays, man. I feel, Lauren Hill has a video. There's a snippet with Lauren Hill, the artist. She's talking about love back when she was in her 20s, like probably 20 years ago. And every time I see it, I, I like to share it on my social media. Um, love is just misused, man. I think a lot of time people, when, when people say I love you, they really mean I really like you as long as you do this. Like, I don't think we truly know what that word is because our love has so many stipulations. Like it has so many, like, I love you um, just because you do something for me. Like, but we just use it because 
It's something that we hear. It sounds good. It makes us feel good when we hear it, hear the word. But um, love is not just a word, it's an action. And I think we'll get into that more when we, when we break down this verse. But I just think it's a term that's just, like I said, flippantly used or misused, not used, it's misused in a sense. Um, just because it's, it, it makes people feel good, you know? And some people really think that they love somebody when they really don't love because they, they don't know what it really means to love somebody. How do you know if I really love somebody if that's not been modeled to me correctly? And so our definitions is, of love is based upon experiences. Like for example, a woman who's in a, a domestic um, incident, she might be with that person because she think that him hitting her means he loves her because her skewed view of love was that's how love looks because my mom went through that same thing and my dad loved my mom. And I mean, if, if for us hearing it, we'd be like, that's crazy, man. That's not real love. But that is that, that's her definition of it because of what her, her experiences of it or what she's been, um, she's come up thinking of her definition of what love is. And we're not gonna know that apart from the Bible. And that's what this verse defines. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just reading, reading back through it. And like, I'm, I try to look at my life as a believer now and my life pre-Christ, <clears throat> excuse me, and how I decided love or how I would dole out love or if I felt love. Um, and it's particularly in an intimate context, you know, I, I was quick. I've, I've, I've always been a, a kind of a lover boy and quick to fall. Um, but it'd be falling to my lust and my passion. I, I, I want you to keep that word passion in your mind because I'm going to break down that, that in a minute. But so sometimes I'd be quick to tell girls I love them because I love what they was doing for me. I love what I was getting out of them. I, I, I love how they made me feel. But here we see how the word is, is, is used, which act, but which adds action to the word love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not irritable. But when I'm thinking about, I'm looking at all these things in an intimate, in the idea of intimacy with, with a person, a relationship, I was often irritable. I was often rude. I wasn't patient. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't keep no record of being wrong because what I called loved, I replaced with what I thought was love was really passion and often less. And so I was watching this movie uh, yesterday called The Vault. It's on Netflix. It's, it's pretty good. It's about this, you know, the greatest vault of all time. These, these guys, um, this group of cats going in and breaking into it, right? And he, the guy was at the table with, with one of the young men. He was trying to recruit for, for, the, for the job. And at the time, they were in Spain. And in Spain, the World Cup, this is surrounding the World Cup. And so there's people in the streets going crazy about soccer. And he's trying to pitch this guy to come on and do this because he's asking him, like, why do you want to basically why do you want to break into this vault? And it comes down he, and he basically says it comes down to the word passion. And the thought that he's like, look at these people in the street, for example, they're cheering over a ball and over men that they don't know <clears throat> because they're passionate. And he said, passion is something that you take into account something that is unnecessary and unessential, but it means everything to you. 
So a lot of times when we ascribe love to things, especially from a worldly standpoint, we like the pat. We 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 like passion. We feel we feel passion, not love. Yeah, it means everything to us, but it's unnecessary and unessential. And when those when something is unnecessary, unessential, then you don't have to back it with an action. You don't have to back it with, with the sacrifice that love requires, because you're just connected to how it makes you feel. Mm. And so, and I, and I think that we we see that often, but. <clears throat> what places do are, are y'all able to like compare and see in this in this verse where like oh snap I wasn't that or I'm still working on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that that was powerful, Dre, uh, because it just makes me think about and it makes that, that makes so much sense uh, in terms of how we view love and it, a lot of times it is it is the passion that that's driving us to make certain decisions in those situations and not necessarily love. And, and, and I say that because when it's put, when, when you lack understanding for another person's feelings in the moment of you trying to establish a solid uh, uh, foundation in your own mind of what you think you would want, uh, what's pleasing to you or what would keep you in the moment or keep you actively you know, pursuing that person, it, it becomes short circuit when you can only think about it from your own perspective of what you want or what's driving you to want to be in that situation. But see, that's why it's so important, you know, and now looking at both sides of when I thought I was in love in the situation to now understanding how to lead with love based on God's perspective has given me a different sense or a different understanding in terms of how I am to express that love. You know, because now it takes it off of, okay, it's all about my heart posture. It's all about, you know, who I am or what, you know, what, 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 how stable I am within that would allow me to then see that person from a place of compassion and understanding that, you know, if we are not equally yoked in a way where our connection, the connection that's established is built on the foundation of love in Christ, then we find ourselves only loving the thought of being in love, but not necessarily loving from a perspective that will keep us growing as one. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's when, you know, a lot of relationships or people that, you know, carry around this idea of love, they lose the true meaning of it when they want to only do it from their own perspective. So you got, if you think about it, you got two different you know, forms of love in a situation trying to build a relationship. It's like one perspective versus another perspective. But when when there's one ultimate perspective, which is God's, then you both should come from that particular perspective because it helps to establish the foundation and it creates yeah. stability in that situation. So I think that's that's why, you know, a lot of people, you know, are in and out of love. See, now with God's love, we're that's, not in Hey, come on, Neil. Come on, bro. Say, say, say that again, bro. That's say why that again for you. And out of love, man. You know, and I'm not gonna go on. I'm gonna let Corey take over on that point because that is why people are in and out of love. And I see that in myself now. As you why I didn't maintain, I didn't sustain that sort of love that I now have. I've now grown to know in light of God teaching me how to love, how to lead with that love, right? Because. This is what I like to think about now in that perspective too, because 
uh, if we obey God's rule of love, and I look at God's rule of love from what it says in, in Mark, where it talks about uh, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. See, when I think about that verse today, I think about giving God all of me so he can truly show me how to love. You know, because you're supposed to lead with, you know, what God says as relates to loving others. And if you lead from that perspective, God needs all of you for you to understand. If you only want to go and read verses, but not get the true meaning, the only way you're going to be able to grow in the love that God calls for you to grow in is for you to have that intimacy with him for he to, for him to teach you how to love. Mm. You can't just read a verse and say, okay, God says to do this. And now I'm going to go and just, you know, recite this verse and, and say that, oh, I love everybody. But then... Do you have that true connection with God? That's where it begins. It begins in the love that you have with God and by what he's planting in you, you will then be, be able to go out and express that same love. That's good stuff. That's great, man. Man, I think, uh, I, I think at Chris, I'm always thinking about music. So Chris Brown got a song where he says this lyric, I got fake people showing fake love to me. And I think in our coat, in our culture, right? Uh, the Bible says love not. The Bible tells us what to love not, right? It tells us love not the world nor the things that are in the world because the world perpetuates fake love, mm -hmm. right? When, you, when you're in love with the world, the world is diametrically opposed to all of this in this verse. So environment matters, right? So we live in a culture where we, we can, and this is another subject for another podcast, cancel culture. That's not of the Lord at all. But we, it's conditioning us to not be patient with people, to not be kind to people. It's conditioning us to say, when you make a mistake, you're canceled. I'm not going to bear with you. And so as children of God, we got to be very careful because it's very subtle that we can also have a fake definition of love because we're so in love with the world that we're taking on their the culture and their mannerisms for us canceling people. Taking on their values. Taking That's on real. Values that exist in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I, didn't I mean, pastor makes a mistake and then we're all, you're canceled. Yeah. And if, that's not what Bible tells us, man. That's not how we're supposed to really love. So if, if we're, if, so if we're fallen human beings in a fallen world that is still carrying on the residue of this world, even, even in Christ, as we step in <clears throat> to the sanctification, the cleaning and the, the cleansing that his blood provides, that means two things. A, we're still going to be susceptible to some of the things, some of the old ways we used to love, right? But in Neil's, but in Neil's point, as we grow in proximity to Christ and we become more Christ-like, the qualities of Christ-like love begin to pour out of us naturally because you don't have to try to love. Yeah. That's the funny thing about it. It's an action. Love is very much an action. But when you're loving through a Christ-like uh when you can love him from a Christ-like reserve, a Christ-like reservoir, the Holy Spirit is pushing you to love. So you don't even have to try to do that action no. because it's not by your works. We talked earlier about how when we try to present our good deeds or display them, they are displayed as nothing but filthy rags. Mm -hmm. but, through, but, but through allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us by drawing close to Christ, mm -hmm. the thing that we have so much to that we have often subscribed to a passion, to an attribute, to a feeling now becomes an action, mm. right? And it allows us to not only love people through it, not only in an intimate capacity of relationship, but the folks around us, our community. And furthermore, we can then turn an eye to somebody who is still 
struggling with fake love or how to display love or doesn't understand love or is doing things that we used to do and mm -hmm. say, I love that person. Mm -hmm. It allows us to keep no record of being wrong. Mm -hmm. It allows the, the truth to win out. It allows us not to give up and, 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 and to endure. Because let me, let me read you all this verse quickly. Titus 3.3 3 says, once we too were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures, passion. Our lives were full of evil and envy and we hated each other. Mm. As a as a believer, we need, Paul was addressing Titus to say, "Hey, look, you need to make sure that." And I believe I believe it was in Crete. I believe that's where Titus was. Yes, it was in Crete. And Paul was saying, "Like, you need to make sure that the the, the people in these church understand that we're supposed to be taking on the love that is in First Corinthians thirteen, especially when it comes to our brothers and sisters in Christ and other people that." aren't believers and the people who may be new to believing understanding that christ has allowed us to act and operate in the way that we do now from our ability to love and our ability to walk um justified and sanctified so we can't be casting and treating people x y and z and treating them wrong and, and casting blame on folks because we once were that way and love does not operate that way simple as that man now I just had another song reference because I only got all these songs in my head. I thought about Mary J. Blige's song, Real Love. <laughs> like, but she says in the lyrics, I'm searching for a real love. And the world is doing that. Like in what these communities that we're going at, LGBT, uh, whatever community, it's, it's a search, in search of love. It's a, it's a love search. And God has shown, shown us that he gives real love. You don't know real love apart from him yeah. Yeah. i'm gonna get back to that part where i talk about god's rule of love because if we obey god's rule of love and 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 when i talk about the rule of love and I, I always go to the instructions or his commandments right or what god talks about love the lord love the lord thy god with all of your heart mind soul strength and the second yeah. commandment of loving your brothers and sisters right i believe that if you were to and through my experience, if you're walking in that light of love based on God's perspective, you begin to see people as God see them. Yeah, yeah. You begin yeah. to yeah. see people as God sees them. So then you, in that moment, if you see people the way God sees them, you are allowing the Holy Spirit in any circumstance to guide your actions, your behaviors, your thoughts, right? So that means your delivery in those experiences will be based upon God's perspective of how you are to love people, how you yeah. are, how you are to be compassionate. So I think what's what's tripping a lot of people up in that uh, um, idea of love from that biblical perspective is the actionary piece of what needs to take place in order for you to be able to even express that love. There is going to take a lot of work in us. Right before we can begin to step out and say, you know what, I carry a heart of God to where I share and express that love because a lot of people are refusing to surrender to the Lordship of Christ. Yep. Come on, man. So Come on. Surrendering is where it's going to take place because then you're surrendering to God's will and you're submitting to his way. And when you submit to God's way and he takes all of you, right, that's when he starts his work because you have to understand a lot of us, you spoke to earlier, Dre, we're in a fallen world, right? So we already have inherited so much of this 
uh, uh, chaos or baggage that the world carries. So God already, when he gets us where he needs us, he want to do some work in us. Amen. So when he's doing the work in us, the first thing God is going to do is show you what his love is about. That's why it takes, talks about our roots grow down deep into God's love. And we don't know how deep that love is, how wide it is, how high it is, right? But you can only know or understand it by seeking his face. And when you seek God's face and you humble yourself before the Lord, that's when you begin to understand more of what God speaks when he talks about love. Neil, that's, that's, that's good. And it, it naturally takes us to, to the last thing we wanted to cover was the idea of like, do you understand the depth uh, of, of God's love um, or love in general and the way he loves you based off the way he sees you? You mentioned it already. And with you, you said something that was key. You talked about surrendering, right? Mm -hmm. When we surrender to God, the Holy Spirit isn't able to come in. We're also made made to, to our relationship is made deeper and and more refined and understood we can discern and he's able to pour the idea of love in us right which then allows us to activate love in our life <clears throat> but that's said you said that comes through surrender correct mm -hmm. the very first the the truest and purest and the most defined version and action of love this world has ever seen came through surrender through a cross Let's not lose sight of that. So the very first action in the process of being able to love and, and accept love and then disseminate it is through surrender. Mm -hmm. So we look at John 15, 13, where it says, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. But do we understand the depth of that? Do we understand the sacrifice and surrendering even your life? That is, and that, in, this, in Jesus' case, that was his physical life. But in our case, it's it's our own, it's our it's our selfishness, it's it's our it's our ambitions, it's our wants, it's our desires. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's put into depth the flesh. Do we understand that, fellas? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. no. we we've been telling people to, to do the wrong thing. We're telling people, like shout out to my, my dude who created this shirt says love not hate. But you tell people to love. But that's not what you need to, to do. You don't want to do that. From what, from what we're talking about, what the Spirit is leading us in the conversation, but what Neil said is, no, tell people to submit to me. If you submit to me, because you're not able to love. You don't, I mean, you're not capable to love in the way, the true love. None of us are able. God, if you don't know me, how can you, how can you love? <laughs> how in the world are you going to know how to love? You don't even know what love is. But if you submit to me, that means if, like what no, what you said was was spectacular, man. If you learn to love God, you learn to submit to him and surrender to him, he'll show you how to love. Because I you're not gonna I'm, I'm a Christian, been saved for 20 plus years. Don't can't do it right. There's people in our families, individual in their 60s and 70s, not loving each other because of pride issues, you know what I'm saying? But they still haven't mastered it. So stop telling people to love and tell them to submit to Christ, who is love, who will show them how to love. That's what they're able to do. You submit to Christ. And, and, and that will guide you in all your relationships, friendships, romantic relationships. If that person is not submitted to Christ, you're not going to love me right. Yeah. Friendship and a romantic relationship, you could tell me you love me all day, but if you're not submitted to Christ, you don't, you don't even know what the word means. And Corey, this is simple, bro. It's very simple because... <clears throat> 
when you're submitted to Christ, you love Christ and you know Christ. Now the, the word says we're beholding as in a mirror. So not only are we mirroring the attributes of Christ, but we can also see those attributes clearly and begin to love ourselves as he sees us. It's all about what we're facing. So the world loves the, well, you can't love anybody else unless you love yourself first. But they're talking about a selfish love of self. Yeah. No, I love myself because I know my God made me uh, perfectly and wonderfully and beautifully made. And right. because I know he made me that way, I know he made you that way. But also in that, I can see the flaws within myself and know that these imperfections are covered by the blood of Christ. So now I know that you have imperfections as well, and I can love you through those. Right, right, right. I'm going to preach today, but you're going to make me shout around this room real quick. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, man, y'all are bringing the word. Y'all are bringing the word. That's that's powerful. That's powerful, man. I mean, it's, 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 it's beautiful and it's simple. And also, I think, I think uh, that, that we're moving to the end and but a lot of people struggle with the idea of how I'm having to love themselves, especially as black men. But well, we, this is for this is for black men. Uh, this is the 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 the, the, the audience that we we targeting with our message. Um, you know, we're probably arguably the most hated group on the planet, right? And when you're outside of the will of God and not operating within relationship with Him, it it, it is easy to sometimes see you as the world see, and so. Uh, just just posing that question, do you understand the depth of that love and the fact that, you know, Christ gives that love freely is something that we definitely are going to cover next time. <laughs> and so uh, we prepared already. But fellas, y'all got any final words as, as we as we tap off and get ready to, to talk about, hey, black man, how do you love yourself um, in episode two? I just want to keep people on their feet. I'm not going to say nothing more. I just want to tell people to make sure that they listen to this podcast. And by, the, and by the way, go back and listen to the first one too, the first season, and then come back and listen to this season. Um, it's, it's, I'm going to keep them on their toes. That's it. It's, it's been a blessing. Let's talk about Neil, Neil, I know you got. I know you got one more. I know you got one more thing. I know you want to punch him in the mouth one more time, Neil. No, man. I think we said it. <laughs> well, we didn't say it all, but we have. I, I definitely, you know, encourage the people to really listen to 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 the words. Like this is this is my thing, and and what I believe people have to understand that when we speak the truth, right? We're not speaking from a perspective of our own. We're speaking from a, a perspective that we've gained through the knowledge in Christ, right? A perspective that we've came to a point in this journey where now God has positioned us, you know, to be able to go out and spread that, that good news, to spread or to share that love amongst our fellow brothers and sisters. And so when we speak of love in all those things, man, I just, I just pray that people take that biblical definition of love to heart, right? And yeah. it takes time to understand, and this is what people have to understand, is when you begin to really build that intimate relationship with God, you know, it's, it's a process that, that, that has to happen for God to be able to transform your life in accordance with his will so that you can begin walking by the spirit in, 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 in your actions and your behaviors and things that God calls for you to build up in will begin to show itself. But the act of love that God shows us in that process of establishing us on his foundation is what's gonna be central to maintaining grace 
in the process of your development and maturity, right? It's all in order to establish a, a life of love from God's perspective, you have to mature in these things. Like, uh, you can't be, you cannot be walking around and 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 still being fed or drinking milk and and not wanting to dive in deeper so you can truly understand the meaning of love if you want to walk in and please God. God needs you to be fed. You got to be fed every day with the word so you can really carry on that act of love in your life. It's not a one, it's not a thing that you pick up and put down. It's not a thing that you learn now and then say, oh, I got it, I got it all. So I can walk in love now. No, you got to stay in God. God got to continue to work in you because he don't want to see you back out in the world without enough knowledge and truth for you to stand on that love in. So that's my that's my last point, man. Y'all check in with us. This next this this new season, I'll say, is gonna be we're bringing it all. We're bringing it all. You know, we're not walking around timid anymore. Or me, nah. <laughs> sound mind is and, and just bringing what God has placed in our heart to bring. So I'm excited. For, for sure. See, I told you he he had, he had one more thing. Look, man. <laughs> well, <I'm> <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Nah, like I, I love getting up here with y'all and in front of the folks, like I said, that, that may be tuning in for the first time or first couple times. Um, don't 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 leave us right here. You know, follow us into the next thing, follow us into the rest of the season. I'm telling you, we got some mad powerful guests, some mad, mad powerful guests and some familiar faces and voices that you might know. And so again, I want to welcome you. Uh, this is I'm gonna say welcome. I'm not saying goodbye because we'll you'll be here again. Uh, but we want to welcome you to the Brothers Rising Up Hill podcast. We talk everything um, from um, Christian manhood, purity, and intermingling of faith and pop culture. And stay tuned with us. We got a lot of good things. Like I said, next, we got Black Man here. That's how you love yourself. We're going to talk about how to love the community, how to love the church, how to love through offense, slash loving your enemy, and, and how a leader loves. And so <clears throat> that's that's the lineup for, for this season. Much love to you all. Um, be blessed. And we'll talk again soon. Take care.